Right, welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with UNC podcast. Uh, and round the table this evening, there's myself, Barry. Paul, evening, Paul. Evening, Barry. Don't expect the truth from me. I haven't got a spare ten grand tonight. Oh, <laughs> good joke, good joke. Uh, Rob, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Good. Uh, first time a Virgin podcaster tonight with us is Jimmy. How are you doing, Jimmy? Alright, yeah. A virgin in every sense of the word. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not what we've heard. Ah, well. <laughs> uh, we've got Dan, who's uh, back after, he was missing last week, Dan, yes, weren't you? Yes, a brief sojourn. Br- oh, yes. <laughs> is that French? I don't know. Alright. And uh, we've got Gareth. Alright, Gareth. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, not feeling too happy tonight, are so, you? Yeah. Feeling a bit negative. Some negatives, yeah. yeah. A few negatives, I'm sorry to say, but... Yeah. Hopefully they'll turn to positives. Well, we'll get around to that as uh, as we go along. So, I'd like to kick us off tonight. Just talking about uh, the, the, just a quick review of the last game away at Sunderland. I'm not going to rabbit on tonight like I did last week. Yeah, apart from saying the result was one nil and we had a bright start. Paul, what did you think? We did have a bright start. Nice early chance for McCarthy. Um, decent save. Yeah, it was good. Good start. We looked pretty solid. Yeah, but uh, he went a bit pear shaped later on, didn't it? It did, it did. I mean, uh, Rob, Paul mentioned there about the uh, the early effort from McCarthy, but there was a better one a couple of minutes later, wasn't there, from... Oh, there was, absolutely. And uh, it, it's one of those, it's a fantastic serve. I can't tell you how good this is. You'll not see much better goalkeeping than that this season. Yeah. The ball from Figueroa, 70-yard pass in windy conditions. It, like, I don't know if you watched it, but the wind was awful. Great first time touch from Borges Your cross takes out the central defender and the keeper. Mignolet's seriously got it. He's got some grain to make up there. Corney does everything right, and it's just a fantastic serve. Well, seeing as or not, your description was so good then, it's there in front of me. It was fantastic, yeah. So that was uh, an action replay, wasn't it? Yeah. I read some comments about Corney. He said he, he had to get out of the way after he did it because he saw that caught the keeper coming across and he said he didn't know how, how he got to it but it was a fantastic Unbelievable save. Unbelievable And then Jimmy, it's all turned per shaped as Paul says, what did you, did you <laughs> make of that? Oh, I don't, I don't know, to be honest, the sort of first half and I, I, was met, I went up for a weekend last season, I couldn't make it and then I just, I just read about it on my phone and I'm like, oh, and it's Gomez, no one's played with Jordi Gomez, no one's played divides opinion so much like him, it's like, what's he done and then, you know, you read a bit more on the site, it's Twitter and it's like, oh, it's a harsh one and I'm just like burning with rage at this point saying whatever I do, just mentally preparing my letters to the FA in my head and um, y- you know, and I watched it later on I thought well, I can see how it would be given, you know, on, on a split second decision but um, it, it's the ones that are given because it's Wigan and you will not give it against a big club because there was uncertainty about it both at, at the time and there and you know, we were on top, you don't really have an idea, we could have still gone and lost the game but it's nice to be able to play it out with 11 men really without a decision like that going against you which I believe was one of a, a number of bad ones by Mr Webb. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought he had a shocking game myself, an absolutely shocking game. And it, it wasn't just the fact that, I mean, I'm with you, the Gomez sending off was 50-50, you know, I've seen him given, I've seen him receive yellow cards for it. It was just his, um, his imbalance of, of dishing out not only free kicks but punishment as well for him. I mean, Sunderland committed 20 fouls uh, and were shown two cards. We committed 16 <laughs> fouls and we got six cards, one of which was a red. You know. We ended up with more cards than Clinton's. <laughs> we did, yeah. Hey. Ridiculous. It was. But do, do you not think as well, you know what they always say, like, when you do stats at the end of the season, there was one about, like, Wigan are the dirtiest side in the league, somebody like Liverpool United, they're the cleanest side. And I just look at it a completely different way. It's, it's who gets punished the most. Yeah. Who gets away with least. That's who ends up 
being classed as the dirty side because mm. we all know it's Stoke really don't we with those in friends yeah West Ham maybe <laughs> they're on the up <laughs> so did, did you see the goal down then did you I did, yes. Um, and what's your expert's analysis of that? <laughs> expert in inverted commas. Oh. Um, I did think at first viewing that Boyce was at fault. Considering what Dan, the other Dan, said a couple of weeks ago on the podcast a few editions ago uh, about Boyce, it's time to get someone else in there. That played in the back of my mind and the evidence is starting to build up a little bit. But Figueroa, was it Figueroa's fault? Was it Boyce's? I prefer to say it was both their faults. So, McLean just cut inside him, didn't he? He sort of shimmed him, dropped his shoulder, and cut inside. Yeah. And he run footed Boyce. Uh, I think his Boyce is running backwards as well, isn't he? Yeah. So he's, he's kind of looking over his shoulder at the same time. You just catch that bit where he's mm. looking in the wrong direction at the point where you got switch direction. And so, was it a shot or was it a cross that McLean cross. knocked over? Well, it was a shot, but it ended up a cross. Fletcher's movement at the back door. Yeah. He's a man of fire. It's a it? very good finish. Mm. I mean, is that now five in four games? Is yeah, it's it? five shots on target, five goals. <laughs> he's, still, he's still the only one that scored for them in the league as well, isn't he? Yeah. Since then, as well, when, when Moses was going at the same time, it's like, what, 12 million for Fletcher, only 9 million for Moses, mm. but whoops. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> they want to score a goal, would they, if it weren't for him this year? I mean, Absolutely. they still have Bentner up front. Some just change the subject slightly. I watched Moses last night play for Chelsea and I thought he was awful. He looked like a fish out of water to me. Well, anyway, back on track. Gareth, what did you make of the Sunderland game? What did you make of uh, Mr Webb's performance? And well, I think we've said about a lot of positives from the game. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr Webb's performance detracted, sending us down to ten men after about 50 minutes, was it? Made it difficult for us. But, I'm sorry, I've got to look at the negative side of it. I think we put ourselves under pressure too much. We gave away eight corners and a lot of free kicks in positions where Larson could send the ball into the box. Is that because we're defending too deep? I don't know the answer, but I think we did put ourselves under pressure. They don't, apparently they'd only had three corners before that mm. game, and they got eight against us. Sadly, that makes our worst ever start to a Premier League season. We've only gained four points from six games, which I don't want to sound too negative, but... We've only got one game now before an international break and we're we supposed to be progressing to the next level mm. and it hasn't happened yet. So yeah, The problem with the international break is we know what happens after them, yeah. don't we? Right. <laughs> we get a tatering. And we've got Swansea away as well, Glenn. So. But I mean, jumping ahead, I, I'm, I'm quite optimistic about Saturday. I really am. But uh, I know where you're coming from. I know where you're coming from. But what about the inconsistencies then in the game itself? Anybody want to chip in with any? Well, I mean, you can argue whether the first decision was or wasn't a red card, but for the one where Sessegnon got away with it, he, he went in off the ground and then launched his foot into the challenge. Simple as that. He's, he's going for something dangerous. Out of con well, as you say, out of control. Red card. You know, if you're going to give a red card for the other one, you give that one a red card, absolutely no question. Is that the one at the end? Yeah. Yeah, Larson. It was Larson. Yeah. Larson. Yeah. Was that Larson? Yeah. 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 It was Larson, yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, the one, the red card that Gomez picked up has now been rescinded, mm. which means. That's that a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. That's a strange one. Yeah. The day before, <coughs> Martinez well, got back yeah. for 10 grand. For yeah, I was very surprised that that was rescinded, and I think that's the general consensus here, isn't it? Well, Absolutely. it's not even been commuted to a yellow, has it? It's just been rescinded. <laughs> Well, off you mm. go. 
if you're um, watching on TV, you can you can actually there's studs there. It's a little late. There, there's there's reasons for it to be a red card, mm. so you can can't understand but, why they rescinded it. Well, it said that, uh, according to the report in I don't know one of the papers that I read, it said video evidence in a personal letter. Now, whether he's, he cited the incident that you've already <coughs> talked about with Larson and saying that was a, a more serious challenge than Gomez's, and yet Sunderland got a free kick off that one. Which was unbelievable. Mm. I think uh, they take each case on its merit, though, to be honest. I don't think if we look at any other evidence mm. involving that particular the thing is case. If you, if you don't do anything and you've presented that evidence to that second challenge, the FA just look like idiots, don't they? And that, mm. that's the problem. You know, at least now, the, kind of, the, the punishment dished out for each of the challenges kind of stacks up. Although there's a few yellow card challenges in there that perhaps went unpunished. It's going to come somebody, somebody, somebody watching it for 90 minutes, editing the bits, and you know, saying, well, look at all these things that went in. I'd love to see a snapshot, five, ten minutes of decisions, and say, come on, tell me this is fair. But it's just yeah. never going to... Mm. Yeah, never, you just, you just, because match the day, all the show was the sending off. Thankfully, it did show the other one, but all those other challenges, <coughs> the lost in the depths of time, and, and most football fans are going to come to mm. get their opinions now from that, that five, ten minutes we normally get on telly. But it's and not just us, is it? It's, it's the other, as you cast smaller clubs, that this happens to on a regular basis yeah. as well. The thing, the thing is, at the end of the season, there's going to be 19 clubs whinging about what could have been if they'd have got some decisions here and there, mm. and, and quietly forgetting about the decisions that they did get go their favour along the way. Yeah, but we don't get many go our way, do we, yeah. no, of, of that sort of magnitude. They had Fletcher and McLean boots. They were the two players' boots. I thought McLean could have been boots at least three times and Fletcher uh, two or three times as well. McLean should have been sent off for two yellow card offences within a minute. Yeah, that's mm. I agree. It was the last one where he, put, he pulled McCarthy down just outside right, the box, yeah, yeah. yeah. So bad day at the office, a bad referee in. I don't think it was that such a bad day. I, I, Result-wise, I mean. I mean, result-wise, yeah. I mean, looking at the way we played from, like, Jimmy's is the bits that I've watched, and, and, and particularly listening to the live commentary, we gave a good account of ourselves, even with ten men. And, and could have sneaked something out of the game. I mean, obviously that gave Sunderland another boost, and they seemed to play a bit better. But you know, it wasn't such a bad day. I don't think it's as bleak a picture as it looks. Points-wise, it doesn't look so clever. But performance-wise, it's not looking that bleak mm. to me. Yeah, but it's you know as bad as I don't think we're playing anything like we were playing this time last year because I thought it was awful. But yes. um, we're playing a lot better. But it's, it's the problem of not picking the points up, isn't it? And, and we never ever do well after international breaks. Never. We just don't. So as soon as winning becomes an option, we seem to just settle for a draw or a defeat. This time last year, if we'd have been faced with that game, we would have taken three points, no doubt about it. And it's almost like they need the backs up against the walls to raise the game. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a shame, really. But I think that's just what we're up against, and we probably always will be, really. Yeah. We're forced into that position before we really come out all guns blazing. Like a little bit of extra motivation. You got your motivation, but yeah. it's, it's, it's the other. It's the do or die stuff. You look at the games up until now, Christmas, and I'm thinking proper positive harm. We could win them all, really. No reason why we can't win every single game because we are still very inconsistent. So we play towards the top level of of a can. We can beat anyone. Okay. We've had the Irish game, which was you know just on four wheel dubbing at United. We're not going to get maybe City and Arsenal away. Going to be tough. But I mean, you know, there's nothing there to, to frighten us if we perform. But we're just not. City at home, isn't it? Got City at home. Yeah, well, so, uh, that's all right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're struggling a bit, actually, aren't they, City? Yeah. Now, there's, there's nobody. I love former better than us, evidently. <laughs> 
I thought I'd probably it's alright, actually, probably nice, I did. I thought mm. they were alright. Yeah. You look, look at them and they think they're the same size club as us, yeah. and they think we should be beating them, and look at their away sport, which is probably about the same as ours, but you look at the team, even before they got Berbatov, they've got, they, they've got some established Premier League players, and the ones that they brought in from outside, like, you know, Hangeland and probably Dempsey until last season, they've never sold them, whereas we would have sold players like that now to mm. be a club, so... You know, they're all playing on 50, 60, 80 grand a week, and yeah, we can't Berbatov's just the cherry on top, because yeah. he was bloody amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Class, isn't it? So, uh, we get the red card rescinded on, on the Monday, and we, we were all taken by surprise. And then the day after, uh, Bobby gets smacked with a 10 grand, 10 grand fine. But I, I have a theory about this, well, not a theory, but I think he's been let off lightly. Um, that's my opinion, because in the past we've had Paul Jewell's been done, Steve Bruce has been done, and they've both... Uh, been done for a lot more than 10 grand so I'm just wondering if there's a bit of sympathy within that decision or not did any he, thoughts what did he get fined um, for his comments after the Tevez Caldwell incident I take it that was a, a sight more than 10 grand I, I think when you listen back to the comments that he's made he's not actually called the integrity of the referee has he he's, he's basically said he was not judging us the same, not not saying he was he was lying like he said last mm. time, because he, he called um, <coughs> Atwell an out and out liar last time, which got him fined. So I wonder whether that kind of plays into it in in terms of the offence being a lesser offence. Because when I listened to it this afternoon, there was nothing in it for me. Mm. You know, he just he's told, mind you, there's, there's obviously there's the blue glasses and he's telling it how it is. Well, they don't like you standing up, do they? Do they, Rob? No. They don't like you standing no, up. No, they so. don't. Uh, I I think, I, like, I agree with what you said earlier on Barry when you said, is it a bit of sympathy? I think the FA have probably seen the video evidence, looked at Merton as his comments and said, well, we've set a precedent here in the past whereby, if you, basically, you can't question the integrity of the referee anywhere, shape or form, and that's probably how they view Merton as his comments. Yeah, so I think he's basically, they've just shown a bit of sympathy because they agree with the comments. If there's the video evidence, it's going to be quite hard to dispute, isn't it? And, it, and it's hard to say, yeah, I know, I know what you've got there, and, and I can see all these nice pictures you've got, but guess what, you're having 30 grand fine. On the news today, it says that they've fined him because he is implied biased. Mm. FA rule E3. Yeah. He's implied it. The fact that what he <laughs> said is actual fact, but he shouldn't have said that the referee was biased mm. that's yeah. where it's well, I, I think that's the point I was making he's implied it he's not said it yeah. he's implied it and and, that, and I think that to me is, makes it a lesser offence than actually coming out and saying maybe there calling should be the another avenue of complaint to the FA because I think we're all agreed and all Wigan fans but Merton is, is absolutely right it was stir on TV for all to see. Mm. I think we're nearly far enough in terms of what he said but the trouble is you just can't say yeah. it and the worst thing could be like a touchline ban that would really really hurt as you know I mean that, well, that can really he's not in a position to give instructions there is he's got to sort of go through an intermediary but that's you just cannot open your mouth you cannot just un, you cannot criticise mm. people even though they are so there's genuine mistakes and then there's just a sequence of events that happened to us the last few years that's just nothing short of corruption mm. taking I can say that without the FA funny word that's it they come off the field they, they get into the tunnel and there's a microphone shoved right in the face before they've even got anywhere and you must be sat there thinking right I'm not happy that's what I meant not happy yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy do I vent myself and vent my frustrations and we've all been in situations where you know with misses where 
you're having a whinge and you're thinking this whinge is doing me no good whatsoever it's all it's doing is making her more annoyed I'd be far better off just keeping my mouth shut and getting on with it even though you know it's the wrong thing to do but it's the conflict it must be so hard to do them post-match interviews and that's why you get them trotting out just the the, rhetoric. You know, the standard yeah. yeah just the standard clap trap that they come yeah. out with yeah we take the positives yeah we lost yeah, yeah, that's when they're in auto mode, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. so they're not saying anything that's going to get them into hot water. Yeah. Uh, well, when he made the comments that after the Man United game, I thought it was a bit of sour grapes. But when I sat down to think about it, I thought he's right. You know, that things do tend to go Man United's way at home when you look at it objectively. In the eyes of the FA, all teams are equal, but some are more equal than others. Move on to Saturday then. Everton got the toffees in town, Gareth. On yes. a good run. Moyes uh, has got them playing well. Started the season on fire. Second in the league with 13 points from six games. Won four, drawn one, and only lost one. And the drawn game against Newcastle, they were very unfortunate not to win. I think they had a couple of decisions go against them. Danger men. Well, Take your pick. Yeah. Pinar, Baines, Osman. Yellowbeat. Good team. Excellent team, yeah. Damn. What do you think? Yeah, the way you're saying it makes it sound as though it's Man United or someone or Man City. It's going to be difficult, isn't it? I think it's because they're on such good good form at the moment. They're on a run as well, and they're playing with a lot of confidence. I know they come unstuck at Leeds, but I mean, that, that was the Capital One Cup, and you know, not not every team's interested in that, are they? But the league form has been sensational. Oh yeah, um, I've not actually seen any of Everton's games this season, so perhaps I'm not in the best position to comment on it. But I do have a mate who is an Everton fan, and he's raving about Baines, Fellini, you know, all the people you'd expect him to. Yeah. So I've been suffering that all week, and I'm hoping next week I won't be suffering some more. Right. <laughs> uh, Baines is I mean, I mentioned him there, he's got his, he's, seems like he's a regular now in the England squad, he's one of our own anti come through the ranks at the Latics, and we watched him grow up before he moved on, and in a way, it's, it's like when, when Valencia comes, you feel a little bit proud, but you don't want him to do well, do you? Not against us, especially. You it know, takes penalties as well, which doesn't help, does he? And, and yeah. as we know, refs like giving penalties against Wigan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, he's just. I, I think, I'm, I'm, like I said, with Valencia, there are two players we can be immensely proud of. Even more so, Baines, because we brought him through, and it would be lovely to see a few more coming in the in the in the forthcoming years. Which is getting harder and harder for English players to get a look in young players, and um, you know, we we should be sort of rightfully proud of him. But he he looks at home there, and the whole of Everton's team are just. They're all overachievers, really. I think the manager himself overachieves with the money he's got available, and um, you know they're, they're just always bang up for it. And we're going to get a really tough game, but I think we're due a win against them, aren't we? I can't, I'm trying to think back from memory. Not sure it was Henry Camera yeah. wriggling home on a Monday night with a little diving header yeah. there, and that's probably last time we beat them. And we actually used to give them a proper game, but um, yeah. but they've always been close. Cool, I don't think we've ever had a good. At you know, good adding off them. 4 0 under Bruce, I think. Apart from the 4 0 under Bruce. I used to <laughs> mention that. As soon as Martyrs turn over, we started mentioning the 8 0s and the 9 yeah. ones. I was like, well, hang on. I went to Everton that year yeah. and I left with 20 minutes to go. We were awful. Yeah. It's like Bruce doesn't suffer drubbings, but he did after January once um, he had all his players so from under him. <laughs> yeah, and he packed his bags, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But generally, yeah, I mean, we used to, used to always be like Shana, wasn't it? Shana's got a couple of good goals against them. And yeah. If it was Damien Francis for Skip for Shana. So we, we've had some good results there, yeah. and we also, I think we'd just beat them the once at ours, but we've had a couple of draws as well. Should have so. been some last season. Yeah, um, I think it was winning that game 1 0 uh, till about I think, 10 15 minutes to go. It's yeah. a game we probably should have put to bed. I think 
Victor Moses went through one on one, could have squared it to Albert, little Albert. Yes, yeah. little Albert. That would have put us two 0 game over. However, Victor poor decision making um, chose the wrong option. Uh, but like I said, it's already been said. It's always a tough game, Everton, and mm. this season they've had a brilliant start for the first time in quite a few seasons. And I think Vardy highlighted. They've got so many danger men, but for me, it's the best, best left-sided partnership in the Premier League at the minute. Baines and Pienaar. Pienaar's had more assists than any other Premier League player this calendar year. And we know that Baines is pretty much of the same. He chips in with free kicks, uh, penalties. Uh, you know, he's brilliant from set pieces. And Fellaini's been outstanding. I've watched Everton three times so far this season. The United game, it was like... It's when the biggest kid at the school, mm. that and he's the biggest and best because he's powerful. That's what it was like against Man United. Never raised sweat though, does he? He seems like he never raised no. sweat for Lenny. He just so, he reminds me of Socrates, the old Brazilian player. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sort of yeah, and the earth. He's got the earth as well. It's that sort, yeah. of, sort of stance, isn't it? Yeah. So I think we've got to show the intensity from the beginning. Yeah, that's a good word. Definitely. It? It's a word, isn't it? Intensity. <laughs> Talking about Martin and, and boys. Uh, there's Quite a few Everton fans, Paul, disgruntled with Moise early doors. I don't mean this season, but when it, during his, yeah, his initial reign it was quite successful. Then they seemed to peter off a little bit, but the board stuck with him, and uh, it looks like they're reaping the benefits now. He's built his squad into his into what he wanted, and, and they're playing some good stuff. Is yeah, he's you know he he's a good manager. I remember watching him take Preston very close to the Premiership. Um, and then he, he's moved to Everton and he's done some good stuff on there like guys have said he works with the budget he, he works on his team he knows what he's doing he's picked a few gems much as, as we have here and there you know, cheap signings that have done him a good service not necessarily turned into saleable assets and superstars but uh, good solid they were obviously in the summer didn't they for Rodwell mm. don't know how much they were was about 16 17 million yeah, yeah. for him yeah, and, and you know, they brought they brought Rooney through as well, didn't they? Before he jumped shit, I think we're in for a tough game. But like the guys have said, we're in, we've given them a decent game in the last couple of years. And like Jimmy said, there's no reason why we can't give anybody in this division a game on on our day. Play well, and and we can beat anybody. Well, uh, Jimmy mentioned a, a memory there about us going to uh, Goodison Park, Gareth, and getting stuff four 0 um, under under Steve Bruce. Have you got any? Everton memories that jump out at you? The first away game, I think, the first season, we beat them 1-0, didn't Damien Francis, Damien Francis actually yeah. went to that game, sat there, stood there, sat there, sorry, in the Bola Bullings with all the posts in front of him. <laughs> it's quite horrible, really, Everton's away, away yeah. section. Yeah. Um, that's my only real memory of it. 1-0 right. victory, it was good, though. Well, my... my um, famous memory of, of, of Everton away um, was the FA Cup game back in in 1979-ish 78, 79-ish and uh, I it's put up a great performance that day, it's just about 14,000 supporters, do you remember that one? And it was 20 actually, is this just well, 20. Is it, is it, keep, number keep growing over time it, it does, yeah, I think <laughs> it does, I mean there's so many stories about that, day, isn't there, about people pulling their lift up the East Lanks and one thing and another, but um, and I also remember playing them down at Springfield Park in a pre-season friendly one year. They brought uh, they brought loads of fans with them, and it was all kicking off, and it was pandemonium. But yeah, as, uh, and also 
My dad used to play for Everton. It's uh, something I don't talk too much about because only played two games. They were both in reserves, <laughs> but it's still a bit of a claim to fame. So, so Everton's always been a, a club close to our to our family, you know. So, I thought a few people have uh, have been knocking Ramis, but I, th- I think Ramis has been improving every week. I don't know what anybody else thinks. But he's growing into it. You got that wrong last week as well, by the way. When you said he's played every single game. Because he hasn't, because he got pulled off at half time in that first round. Yeah. Mm. I meant in the league. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're in the league, you're spot on. Yeah. 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 Every minute of every league game. And the cup game. I think, I think Who the pulled thing, him off? Reverse no. Yeah, I think it's, we've tended to, you know, we, we sort of, you know, we've got back five, but quite often you see it with four, don't you? Where one will drop back, the other three will shuffle across, and whoever's gone up. We tend to go left more than we go right. We do. Yeah. Which. I know it's been pulled up as being unbalanced. So what would you what would your back three be then next week? Because we, we always have a back three, don't we? Is he going to come in? He's Alcaraz. If he's fit, would you play him in those? You mean if he, if he was fit? Yeah, and but I'm, I'm struggling to, to to leave out because I think yeah. you know it's he's come to this country new. He's, he looks like a good player, certainly physical build and good distribution. And I think you, there's no hiding place for when you were centre half for Team Mark Wigan because you're either you're either brilliant. But you still got your work cut out, or your rubbish. In which case, you get slaughtered for it. And you know, there's there's no hiding place because we're you know one of the lesser teams, and we are going to get you are going to see plenty of action. So I think we've got to keep playing him because I think he will come good. So I won't drop him. But then it's a question of who do we drop, I suppose. And yeah. you know, I think Corwell's again. He's had ropey spells over the last couple of years, but he's he's the captain performing well. And Alcaraz again, he's had two years of it now, and he's he makes very little mistakes. You have your heart in your mouth for him sometimes when he's. Trying to dribble it out, but he's, you know, he's, he, he, they've all got a mistake count, and it's all higher than it should be. But um, the thing is, when, you, when you've got all three of them, and and including Coltwell to a degree, but certainly the other three, they can all come out with the ball, and it it, mm. it changes the dynamic of the midfield, it changes the dynamic of the attack, and it'll upset yeah. the team. Would you go through a four then and keep Figueroa in at left back? Oh, we could play Coltwell in midfield, like he did yeah. for Scotland. Ramis for me showed his character because he had a horrendous start against Chelsea, didn't he? Mm. You know, it could have gone the other way. It was a, it was an awful start, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? But, but yeah. I think he's all right. He stood up and he stood up. He did some the second half. He cleared it off the line, mm. didn't he? And that yeah. was like oh, from Torres. That mm. yeah. yeah. Was it Torres? I thought against Chelsea. No, also. from Torres. Oh, from Torres. Torres, not Torres. Torres no, Torres. <laughs> the first <laughs> thing yeah. you said about character there, got after the thir- first thing that you will hear Martinez say about any player he buys. He's got the right character. Mm-hmm. And I think they almost look at the character before they look at whether or not they can kick a ball straight. Would you play Gomez on Saturday? This no. Saturday? Yeah. I don't know. I don't I... think it's his sort of game. Uh, gonna get closed down quick. I don't think... Gomez, if you give him time on the ball, will murder you. But I think if you put him under a lot, a lot of pressure, mm. I think you can rush him into Osman the stage. Will be he ain't gonna get a second yeah. on that ball no. Saturday. I'd, yeah. I don't know. It's, it is a tough, tough one. This Saturday to put the team. Would you put one man on him then from the start? Possibly. I, yeah. I, I think that probably be a pick. I, I think he might be worth a shout because he's got a level of aggression about him. Only man on him. But me actually, oh me Ichi, me Ichi and what have you? And Sheikh said, or somebody said, oh, it's a dead straight choice. It's DeSanto. Put him, you know, instead of because when I thought Gomez was banned for three games, I said, Right, who's going to replace him? And I thought it would be Manaman or something like that. And he said, DeSanto. I said, Sally, he 
Is DeSanto fit? He didn't look 100% did he when he came on, he, was a, he looked a bit off to me. As I said, it's because it, as I don't know if you know, I live right near training ground. Yeah. And he was very late coming out of there today, for whatever reason. It was about half past four when he came out of there, so whether he'd been seen doctor or whatever, I don't know. Mm. So, Gary, on, on to the game on Saturday, what do we think, how do we, how do we see it going? We've talked, we've, we've bulled Everson up and I'm quite nervous now, to be honest. I mean, I thought, my prediction was we're going to do them 2-1. And I still think we will. I really do believe we're going to do them uh, for no other reason than we're not expected to. And like Jimmy said before, we seem to turn it turn it on when, when the wall. You know, we got our backs to the wall. So that's what I'm saying, Gareth. We're going to win two one. My heart says that we'll win, but my head says we'll lose. I'm sorry, Everton are playing very well. Uh, we've not been getting the results. It'd be nice for us to get the result, and that's what I'm hoping for. But being a realist, it's going to be tough. You think we'll lose? Yeah. Right. Dan? Well, I actually think we're going to lose, but... <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm going to say it's going to be a draw. Oh? So you think we'll, we'll lose, but you'll say it's a draw? Yes, I'm going to say... What, why, what's your reasons behind that, then? There are no particular reasons. Uh, <laughs> it's just the gut instinct, really. Yeah. So it's the Ingley man coming out, that is it? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, where did you see it going? I don't, I've, I've just hatched the plan. I think all we need to do is turn up wearing um, Liverpool shirts. You know what you said about Moyes being. That's the reason they got on his back because they just cannot beat Liverpool. So maybe if we just do a card if I'm playing red, just one home game, they might be scared off, and the ref might give us some decisions. So I'm getting obsessed with refs. But um, yeah. yeah, I can't. I, I, I'd love to see us win, but I, I just can't see it. I think in the past we've kind of the last couple of years we've had. There was one year in particular. It was the last year before last, maybe where. We were beating them end of season, nothing to play for, and then I think some of the some of the fans in the East Stand side started winding up the away fans. And before he knew it was five thousand, we were just sat there watching the game, all started singing Everton, and the atmosphere changed. And I think because they're going to be buzzing and they're going to be bringing away following, then if we if we if we are to win, we're going to have to really have to pulse it later on. I think. Right. So I think it's more likely that we might take the lead, but then we'll probably just end up hanging on to dear life for a draw. A draw. A draw. Do you think it might be, talk about the away fans then, do you think it might be one of the games if we win the toss, we'll actually turn around and play the opposite way that we usually do? Colwell did this a few times last season, didn't he? Saying it, it yeah. gives them a bit. I don't know if it really does make a difference, but he, he talks about it. Well, the thing is, we're playing towards either the south stand or towards east stand too. So it makes no odds to us which way we're playing, I don't think. And I think that's the psychology of it. And you, 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 you're forcing them to play the wrong way to start with and like I say I think there's a perceived advantage to it for us Right. so why are you, you're up there Paul which way do you see the game going oh, I think yeah, it's one of those isn't it where you, you head heart um, I'll say 1-0 to us oh so that's two wins yeah that's a bit hopeful uh, rather than Rob I always oh, always say positive results because I'm biased <laughs> more than anything but Everton great form as Gareth's pointed out earlier second in the league we've lost three on the bounce I'm going to back us to stop the rock this weekend with a one all draw a one all draw yeah so our famous six predictions this week we've got two wins one loss and three draws I think we'd all take a point wouldn't we 
yeah. in Watford definitely, definitely. Yeah. just to stop yeah. that rot yeah to stop the rot yeah. because that's the that's the thing that we're facing now isn't it? we've we've got this run of league defeats yeah. and we need it to stop well, we got into that mentality last season didn't we yeah. Yeah. you couldn't, we couldn't buy a point could yeah. we after that we want to avoid that that's yeah, exactly get, what we need to you're getting yeah. things like that game against Blackburn where oh, yeah. it's oh yeah that very interesting yeah we're not entirely buzzing about this weekend, but we'll see what happens. But then obviously, after the weekend, we've got a, um, an international break. Right, okay, we're at the end now, so uh, I'd just like to say uh, good night from me and good, good night from, from us. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you can do that again, or you can leave me in okay. yeah. <laughs> So uh, we didn't mention them god awful pink shirts either, did we? Which ones? The Everton. Oh yeah, shirts. we could have ripped room. All right. <laughs> Just yeah. Uh, so Everton are going to be saying, well, obviously they're not going to play in blue this week, are they? Well, don't they have some sort of? Pink shirts. Got awful pink ones from last year. Uh, is that what the away kit is this time? I don't know what the away kit is oh. this time. Find out, find out on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were. I'll find out on I did like that um, that camouflage <laughs> shirt that Tim Howard had. Oh, yeah. I thought that was Oh, yeah, that cock like yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that yeah, was quite good. Like yeah. a combat top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. camouflage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anyway, it's good night from me. <laughs> and good, good night, night from us. <laughs> <laughs> you must say thank you at the end. All oh, right, did I not say? No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.